You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Before we get into today's show, I want to say a special thank you to our show sponsor, Jane. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software that many nursepreneurs use to run their clinics, and they love it. Not only is Jane robust enough to handle day-to-day clinic needs, it's also truly, it's beautifully designed, which makes the software fun and simple to use. For example, when you log in, the first thing you see is your schedule nicely laid out. Jane makes it easy for you to color code your treatments so you can see at a glance what you have scheduled for that day. For example, maybe you have light purple as your IV hydration appointments or butter yellow could be for laser treatments if you're doing med spa. This customization also makes it easy to tell the difference between an online video consult from an in-person appointment. Jane's beautiful interface translates to your online booking site too, where you can customize it with your clinic logo and colors. This allows you to authentically showcase your branding and provides an elevated online booking experience for your clients too. If you want to learn more about how Jane can help you run your clinic, head to Jane app. The link is in the show notes. Now let's get on to today's show. Hi, this is Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have Janelle Borelski on with us from Willow Bark Writing. Janelle, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So give us a little background about you. What is your nursing history? How'd you get into nursing? That kind of stuff. Sure. So I've been a nurse for about six years now. Um, I think I wanted to be in healthcare starting at a really, really uh, young age. My mom was an ultrasound tech and she went back to school when I was about four and she didn't have a babysitter. So I actually sat in on all of her labs. So when I was really little, I got to see her like do all these really cool anatomy labs. And I was there when she got to like dissect her brain and everything. And that just really stuck with me as such a cool moment. I just remember like bringing my coloring books to her classes and hearing them talk about all this. And you would think that dissecting a brain would probably scar a kid, but it just like really impacted me in like the best way. (laughs) That's awesome. I was going to say, I I did neurosurgery for years and I used to tell my son, you know, oh, I'm going to surgery. You know, we were going to you know, cut off this, not cut off his head, but you know, like take part and he'd get really, really upset. And so I couldn't talk about it at all. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you're going to get this upset about it. (laughs) Yeah. I was the opposite. I was like, how can I do this? Um, So it came time for me to go to school. It became the obvious choice. I always wanted to help people. Um, So I started off in geriatrics and I didn't really think it was quite for me. I didn't love the um, high, um, nurse to patient ratios. Um, and I thought I would love the really long shifts. Um, and a part of me did because I came from waitressing, but a part of me found it really hard to unwind after. So I found that running around all day really spiked my insomnia and it was just like really hard for me to decompress after. 
So after that, I transitioned into school nursing, um, doing pediatric school nursing, which I thought was really fun and really wholesome. Um, I love that aspect of nursing, but it still wasn't like quite perfect. Um, and then I found like medical writing and health writing. And I finally feel like I found like my niche within the health world. And I still uh, do nurse writing or um, school nursing on the side too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, see, there's a lid for everybody, a lid for every pot. Um, so yeah, I was going to say something about the 12 hour shifts too, because, you know, it, it, it feels nice because you have four days off, even though you end up working on those four days anyway. <laughs> uh, but when we switched, uh, when I switched to a nurse practitioner, we had 10 hour shifts. So it was seven to five. And there's something about getting off at five o'clock that is so nice. You know, I know it's only an extra two hours and it shouldn't seem like a big deal, but it was, it was night and day. Like my life was so much better getting off at five because you could go to dinner and you know it was get happy hour that, that five to seven is a killer yeah yeah you can still see like a little sliver of the sunshine too yeah. um, in the summer that you don't get to see so yeah I agree all right so what what was your kind of first gig as a medical writer like how did you even know you could do medical writing um this is actually a really funny story and I like telling it because I always tell people that it doesn't really matter where you start. It always matters where you end up. So everyone always asks me where I started and I actually, um, I'm a huge fan of Reddit and I was on the reptile subreddit because I love reptiles and I have a reptile and they made a post that was like, does anyone want to get paid to write about lizards? And I was like, oh my goodness, like, yes, you can do this. You'll pay me like only $30. It was like not a lot of money, but I was like, you'll pay me to do this? Like, absolutely. And I ended up doing that for about six months and I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved researching it. I was so into it. And like a light bulb just went off that if I could get paid $30 to write about lizards, how much could I make to write about something that I went to school for? And then I just kind of pivoted and kind of merged my degree with what was already like a hobby of mine. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, what do you write about with lizards? <laughs> you know, their eating habits or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like care guides for people that wanted to have like exotic lizards um, and like take care of them well. Um, so like what the appropriate temperatures were and what the appropriate like humidity levels were and also what they ate too. Oh, well, okay. So, and yeah, I can see that natural pivot or transition to doing the same thing uh, in the medical community. So what was your first kind of gig with in the medical community? Um, so my first gig was writing actually NCLEX test prep questions, which That's was awful. so, I know, <laughs> I, I actually thought it was going to be really boring because the NCLEX was not like so riveting to me. It was interesting enough, but I never was like, oh, I can't wait to keep doing the NCLEX. Like this is definitely what I want to keep doing in my spare time. But I found that it was actually really fun because you got to like create these really interesting scenarios and to like build these patient profiles and then not to be morbid, but then you got to kill them all. So like, <laughs> where really were you when I needed way. you as an academic? I could have hired you to write all my questions for me for a test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that aspect was really cool. Uh, it was really research-based um, and then I could just create these like little lives for these people. So it was really fun for me. 
That is fun. Though I would say, you know, I used to be an item writer for um, the American Nurse Neuroscience Nurse Association. Um, and we would write the exams uh, for that certification. But I did that all for free. I didn't realize everybody else was getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> so that sucks. Um, uh, okay, so you did the NCLEX and then what happened? Um, then I just, you know, fell in love with it. And I feel like I really just fell down a rabbit hole. And I never really thought that I never really thought about who was writing the NCLEX. It was such like a weird thing that I just, you know, you just took the NCLEX. You don't think about who's writing the NCLEX. So then it kind of got me thinking like, who is writing all this content that I'm seeing all the time? Like who's writing the manuals for the machines that we're using in the hospital? Like who's writing the emails that the healthcare facilities are sending out? Like I just went down this like curiosity spiral and I just, now I just write like, random health things for different areas. So um, I ended up writing curriculum for nursing textbooks. Um, I do a lot of blog writing, which is just kind of like anytime you Google, why does your head hurt? Um, the article that comes up is a blog. I didn't realize that that's what a blog was. Um, and then I was doing continuing education, um, like those courses. That was really fun too. Um, and then um, I started to tr uh, pivot into medical writing, which is a lot more of the technical aspect than health writing. Health writing is less medical jargon. Your subject is usually the general public. So think about like your mom, your aunt, your uncle that doesn't really know um, the medical terms, but they're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, besides the NCLEX, that was pretty academic. Um, but medical writing is more for clinicians and people that are working within the field. So it's really medical jargon heavy. So I started writing for different um, pharmaceutical companies that were developing medications and um, medical devices and new treatment measures. Um, they needed someone to help write their like advertisements that they would send out. So I was doing that. And then I was covering conferences for um, like different uh, therapeutic areas. So I was doing infectious disease. Then I was doing um, like neurology for a little bit. Um, and then most recently I started working with a, a fem female technology device that helps you track your menstruation and um, I guess gives you feedback based on that and provides like accurate, uh, like medical information. So I've kind of like been pivoting. I was gonna I go. say, you've had so many experiences. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I love that. I love what you're, what you're talking about here. Um, okay, so, it, and it looks like you've been with, uh, you've done some interesting projects too, like working, are you, are you a staff writer at Health Grades? Yep, yep. Um, I work for Health Grades. That's one of the bigger publications, along with Medical News Today is another big help, uh, publication that I work for. Is it hard to get in with these guys? Um, I think it depends. Honestly, Health Grades, I think I just got lucky and they picked me up right away. Um, and I really love working for that company. They're very organized. They have a wonderful editorial team, super supportive, um, and they have a really good reference list that you can pull from. 
Um, so yeah, they're really good. Was it hard to pull this portfolio together that you thought was kind of worthwhile to, and to start showing it to people or, you know, how did you really get started with that? I feel like it wasn't that hard to pull the portfolio together. I think that a lot of new writers get hung up on pulling their portfolio together. I get mm -hmm. a lot of questions of how do I get, um, how do I get started without any sort of experience? And a lot of the time your portfolio doesn't even have to be published. They do prefer it to be published, but it doesn't have to be. And most of the time, they only want three published pieces. The most I've ever been asked for is five. And usually it's only like one to two published pieces. Um, so I wrote a high volume of articles for study.com. I think in a year, I wrote over 200 articles. Um, and that was pretty much my portfolio oh built my God. really quickly. I know, I just <laughs> bang them out. I really love it. Do you have some sort of structure that you write by? Like, uh, I mean, where did you learn how to, to, you know, set the stuff up so that you could turn out stuff? Um, I've honestly self-taught. I never, I never took any sort of training or certification. I never took a class. Um, I've always been interested in reading and writing. And I've always said that my brain kind of thinks in five paragraph essays, if that makes sense. Like I'm always like thinking of like an <laughs> introduction. <make> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I always think of like an introduction and a conclusion and then like the meat, you know what I mean? Like the like three points I'm gonna address. So it was really easy for me to build a blog because that's really all it is. You're always doing that intro, that conclusion, and then like those meaty inner portions that you're gonna address. So I like to say too, that if you can write a five paragraph essay um, that you were familiar with in like middle school, then you can, you can definitely write a blog. And now they want you to write at that middle school level because they want you to pull that reader in. So they don't want you to have really complex sentence structures. They don't want really long paragraphs. Um, that was the hardest part was chopping away all my semicolons, my beautiful sentences. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that was the hardest part. See, yeah, I, I spent thousands of dollars to learn what you knew instinctively. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, the copy is different than what we've learned because we have learned like a really dense academic scholarly type of writing and it does not translate well at all on the internet um and uh, you know so learning how to write for internet and get to the point and one of the things that i wanted to say um you know people like you that are interpreting medical research and medical data like it's so so important i'm embarrassed to say this but i feel like i learned some basic concepts that i should have understood by reading dr seuss to my son and he has this medical book that you know it rhymes and it's it's fun but I was like oh that, you know if somebody had just given me that analogy like 20 years ago I would have like really grasped this concept so much better than I did over the years um, but there's so much work like all that academic work that's out there it needs to be translated by somebody yeah yeah it, it gets really dense um, I definitely enjoy doing it though I've always said like when I first started doing this type of work. I thought it was so cool that I got paid to learn because I was so used to uh, going to college and spending so much money <laughs> for other people to teach me that I was like, this is so neat that I'm now like learning and getting paid and like learning about cutting edge research and everything. Like that was really cool to me. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I've, I have like 
five degrees. It's some a family joke because there's so many freaking degrees. Uh, and again, instead of paying money, I could have been making money. So, <laughs> uh, so when did you turn this into a business? Um, I've been doing it for about four years now. Um, I think working in the rehab facility was definitely a big wake up call. And even though I did find a little spot in the nursing universe at the um, school nursing position, I still just didn't feel like it was completely right for me. So I just found myself trying to kind of figure out what was right. And that's kind of where this came from. Okay. So uh, at that, it looks like you offer other things than, than just, um, you know, medical writing. So what are some of the other things that you've added to your business? Yeah, so I'm actually really passionate about helping nurses find their place as well um, in non-traditional roles, um, especially in health or medical writing. So I offer a course as well as coaching programs, and I also offer a portfolio building package for people that want to get that first time experience working with an editor, but they might not want to ask their questions to an editor. I know I was kind of like scared to rock the boat and I didn't really know what was going on. So I'd like to provide that um, experience. And I like to say that my course will hold your hand for the whole first year. Um, it is jam packed. And I actually took notes the entire time that I was transitioning. And anytime I was confused or lost or didn't know what something was, or I had to ask a question that was kind of embarrassing, I like wrote it down. I was like, this is going in the course. So um, that's what I offer. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it. Um, okay. And then you offer like um, coaching as well, like um, individual coaching. Yep. I offer individual coaching. I offer like one-time calls as well as weekly calls if someone needs um, more um, support. And then I offer group coaching as well. Um, if people want to like bounce ideas off of each other and get that group environment too. Okay. Um, and are you a solopreneur? Or do you have people working for you? How does that work? Yep. I'm a solopreneur. <laughs> do you like it? I do like it. Yeah. Um, I like meeting challenges and I like the sense of growth that I've developed with every new challenge. Um, I've never been a good marketer. And every time that I you know, find a new client or market myself. I'm always like really impressed that I was able to do it. Um, so I like, I like developing myself as a person into like a one person team, if that makes right. sense. Right. But marketing sucks. But at the same time, there is an <laughs> analogy or parallel here, right? That, you know, you're, you're taking the complexity of you and breaking it down into the simplest, you know, way that you can help somebody else right so when you go to health grades and you know you present yourself it's kind of like a one-liner or you know your five paragraph like blog post or something <laughs> yeah um all right so uh, in terms of um kind of like what is your big vision for this business um where do you see this kind of going in, in the coming years I want to keep scaling, um, which is everyone's business plan. Um, and honestly, my business model, I know I should have a better one, but it's just kind of to have fun and to keep learning everything and to keep trying different ways to write and to honestly keep helping nurses 
be happier in their daily life and their daily role. Um, I would like to add more people to the team, I think, eventually, because I would like to have more um, coaching options available to people that need it. Um, I also want to create other courses. I want to create one on blogging in particular. Um, I also do free webinars, and I would like to build that out to um, do more of those. I think I have six planned for the next year, so I'm always trying to plan like new webinars. So I think expanding the educational content portion of um, my brand to like really make nurses feel supported in their role and then on the other side which is more I guess my my personal business side just take whatever writing makes like my heart sing like makes me excited to write yeah I love that um I have you ever thought of like matchmaking people so I mean you have all these different connections uh as people go through your course you could connect them with companies that are looking for them yeah, I have thought about starting some sort of an agency. Um, I'm not sure if I would enjoy that or not, which is why I haven't quite put too much thought into it right. um, yet. I'm not sure if that would be too stressful for me. Um, it is stressful. <laughs> yeah, managing not, people, <laughs> managing people is very, very difficult, right? And then you never like you can train them in your methodology and stuff, but you never know yeah. how that relationship's going to go, and it always comes back on you. <laughs> mm -hmm. What I think I might do is I have a newsletter right now that I'm experimenting with, and I might add um, leads to the newsletter and maybe end up making it a paid newsletter that way i'm not directly responsible for the people in the agency but i'm still like curating um like jobs for those people i think that would be my compromise yeah that would be and you know the other thing that i do want to say um because you had mentioned that growing is everybody's ambition and it doesn't have to be like i always ask the question like where do you want to be and i think everybody thinks you know i I think they want to be a hundred million dollar company or something, but you know, I, I, for a business, especially, I think it's all about like, what is it that you want? Uh, what do you want this business to do for you? Like during COVID, you know, um, we, I, I stayed down at the beach and I remember thinking, you know, this is great. Like I could do my work from home. I could have a glass of wine. Like how much money do I really need to maintain this lifestyle? <laughs> like not a whole lot, you know, like, do I really yes. have to work that hard for this? Yes, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I'm an avid skier. So I think if I could ski like midweek and just be happy with that and then travel during the summer, that's just kind of where I think my happy medium would be without me stressing out or my business becoming this like monster I feel like I would have to wrangle in. Yeah, and you have uh, the perfect laptop lifestyle because uh, it doesn't matter where you are. You could be on the moon and you could still get your work done, you know. Yeah, yeah, which is why this really worked with for me because I really didn't need a lot of capital to start it at all. I pretty much just needed the internet and the old laptop I was using for five years already. So it was very, very easy for me to get going. I didn't even have um, a website at that point. I was just running a Gmail account with my LinkedIn and I was able to be like pretty lucrative right away. Yeah, I think the website's over overrated in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I think it, it. I think it's helpful after you're really established, but it's not a reason not to go out and, and find work uh, and to really promote yourself for sure. Yeah, yeah. I actually wrote a blog post on that. It was like website to be or not to be, and I said if you're 
like bogged down and worried about trying to figure out your brand brand and trying to figure out a website and all these things, the first thing you should do is build a web, uh, not build a website, build a portfolio and start reaching out to editors. Build the website if you want six months down the line, build the brand six months down the line when you have the time. But right now that it's not essential to your business practice. Right. Yeah. We actually, um, we help uh, nurses set up their IV hydration and I've had, I had this mm -hmm. one student who had all of his IV supplies and sitting in his, in his house. And he's, you know, I'm like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm waiting for the website to go up. I'm like, are you joking? Like <laughs> you need to get out there and just tell people you have IV supplies. I'm like, you'll have people lining up at the door. Like the websites mm -hmm. to reach masses of people. You don't need masses of people. You need like 20 people to, to stop over. Uh, I'm sure you could go out and find 20 people to get infused. That, that's not that hard. So but yeah, no, I, I do appreciate that. Um, so are you, do you work on your own blog? Do you have your own blog going on or? Um... Yeah, I do have my own blog going on. I'm so busy that my own blog is kind of at the backseat, but I've been a lot better lately. Um, I've done the last three or two months every week I've been posting and I have blog topics for the next two years planned out. And I have outlines for them planned out. Oh so God, I'm you're so organized. <laughs> uh, it's the only way I could do it. <laughs> I try and be very organized. Um, uh, so I'm also writing a newsletter um, every week too. So it that's helps. a lot of writing. Uh, have you like embraced chat GBT or how do you use that in your daily life? I have not, but I know other people have. And I definitely think it's a personal choice and I support every writer in their personal choice. It's just that writing comes so natural to me that very rarely am I staring at a blank page. Very rarely do I not know what to say that I don't really, I don't really find that much of a use for it. I do use one tool and I forget the name because I don't even use it that often, but sometimes I'll spit out um, a sentence and I'll be like, oh, this just isn't quite right. Like it's kind of robotic and I just need to rework it. And I can't figure out how I want to rework it. And oh, it's word tuner. It's word tuner. I am. And I use the free version and you can put it into word tuner and it'll just like tweak the wording just ever so slightly with synonyms and still capture what you're saying. And I only use it like for one sentence occasionally. And that's like just enough that I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, robot. Um, and then for another AI tool that I do really love is Hemingway. Um, it's an editing tool that it will highlight any difficult to read sentences that sometimes I don't quite catch the cadence. Um, and I don't have the paid version where it does the editing for you because I like building up that um, strength and knowledge myself because I want to be able to do that and recognize it on my own. But I do think that that's another really valuable AI tool. Yeah, that's uh, that's old though, isn't it, Hemingway? I, it is old. Like a <laughs> yes, whole five years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, I use Grammarly too. I use okay. both of them. Um, but yeah, I haven't really been experimenting with the other AI tools. Like I said, I just haven't really, sometimes I'll use Surfer for keyword um, research. But as far as writing, it just, it comes so natural to me. I, I don't want to rock the boat. I have such a good system. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, all right. Well, so if, if people were interested, uh, I'm actually interest, interested because I got yeah, a lot of writing projects to get done, but um, yeah. yeah, where can they find you um, and how do they get in touch with you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, my website is willowbarkwriting.com. That has all my information about the course. Um, I'm also super active on LinkedIn. You can search Janelle Borowski. Um, I'm on there all the time. I'm super friendly. So just send me a connection request and a message and I'll get right back to you guys. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.